or locally at 218-631-4966 to arrange a free hearing test. This is the Morning Sports Desk for Monday, August 15th. Welcome back, Corey. Hi, good to be back. Yeah, you know, it was uh, it was a little lonely without you here. I was felt like I was talking to myself the entire time. I um, well, I I guess the best thing I can say is um, uh, just get used to it because eventually in radio, the longer you do it, the l- you'll realize that you are just talking to yourself, like in real life situations. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you'll get out of your truck and you'll be like. Well, I guess it's time to put gas, and then you realize it's just, there's no one. You're just talking to no one in particular. You, like, pick up a receipt from a restaurant, and you're just reading it to yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, why? Who's this for? What? Reading it out loud. It's, um, it's, uh, it's, it's, the nice thing is you'll never be lonely, because you'll always have yourself to talk to. You know, you keep talking to yourself like that, people are going to think you're crazy. <laughs> Maybe that's the goal, isn't it? I wasn't talking to you. Oh, touche. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about Lots today. Lots of stuff we, today. We, I picked a busy, busy time to come back, I guess. We got to catch you up, but uh, local sports are back. Yeah, I'm really excited. It's it's weird to get to this point of the year, but here we are. Uh, as of, well, 42 and a half minutes, in 42 and a half minutes, the first practices will officially be underway. Football, uh, for high vo- school fall sports. Football, volleyball, cross country all return Tennis. today. Tennis. Soccer. Soccer. How many soccer teams do we have around here? I don't know. I know Pelican Rapids has one. Pelican Rapids has one. Uh, I think like uh, Hillcrest the private school in Fergus Hillcrest, has one. Hillcrest probably wa- like Walker or something like that I feel like maybe has one. Yeah. I mean Brainerd and Alexandria and Bemidji. and. Does Long Prairie have soccer? I've, we're just talking to ourselves now. I don't know. There's not a lot of. There's not a lot of. Not a lot in these small. Not areas. a lot of soccer, which is kind of surprising, actually. There should be no easier team to field. You already got the facilities for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get it's a numbers game. I get it's a numbers game, but whatever. Uh, it's it's exciting. It's exciting to have the back. It's weird that it's back already, but good luck, players and coaches. And if you're anything like me, your head is popping off the pillow right about now. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I had three months to do anything. I did nothing. It'll be a long birthday. Today's going to suck. Today is going to suck. Uh, so good luck, especially to that kid and coaches and and parents and, you know, coaches, spouses and officials because they need to, I think I've seen like some of you know, like officials meetings and things like that have, have started to happen. We're not that far away. It's always know? the unofficial start to the school year because if you're a yeah. lot of these kids and teachers, well, I mean, the the fun part of your summer is over. Like, you can still do stuff, but you got a commitment now. Now you're back into the swing of things. There's a routine again. Yep. There's all that stuff. And for some of the parents, they're like, thank goodness, my kid is going to get out of the house for a couple hours. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Now, when you were in high school, uh, football, of course, is is infamously known for their two-a-days. Mm-hmm. 
Did you guys actually do two a days or was it buried in the, cause we did not. Ours was like, we went from like eight to noon or eight to 1230 or something like That's, that. That's, yeah, that was pretty much two a days. So it was eight to noon and it was like with a 20 minute, 15, 20 minute break in the middle. Yeah. It was like a full fledged. Yeah. Take pads off. Take a nap under the tree. Right. And then... Except ours was in, so at Bertha Hewitt, and they still do this, by the way, there's this big hill called the Back 40. It's right behind the baseball, softball fields. There's a little road that takes you kind of back there, and there's just this steep hill, and there's this wide open field, and like a JV baseball field on the far end. But then there's just all grass. There's no fence for that baseball field, softball field. And it's just open, and that's where they practice. So mm-hmm. that's So we just had a big open field, so we couldn't even get shade. Is, uh, is that, um, do you practice on that field during the season also, or do you practice on the main field during the season? Uh, most of the time it was below the field, although sometimes, like, the, the pregame practices, like the walkthroughs sure. on the Thursdays were always done that way. I'm not sure how they do things now, but uh, that was kind of a lot of it was going right. down that way. And, by the way, my senior year was when they made a change to basically outlaw two-a-days or at least the the back-to-back practices, because my senior year, we did a practice in the morning, and you had to take like a two-hour break in the middle. So we ate lunch, we did a little bit of training stuff, sure, and then watched a little bit of film. But I I didn't like it, mainly because I was so used to the other way of doing things. Right. And I was already a senior, so I was like, no point in changing it for me. But (laughs) that's, uh, that's how it is now. Uh, avoiding basically spending five hours a day in the hot sun. I um, uh, when I was in high school, the the first year where you start like glomming on with the varsity practices, so I'd have been a freshman. Mm-hmm. Um, the the summer earlier in that summer, Corey Stringer died. Right. So that first summer of practices for us was like was like i don't know if it was high school league mandated or if it was just everybody being extra cautious but um i got i was nervous i was nervous like oh great I'm, this is like varsity football stuff and these are going to be long days and i don't know if i'm prepared to get beat up can you tell i wasn't like a great football player <laughs> <laughs> and we it was actually awesome. I mean, we we took a break after every drill for water, and like it's coaches that, were just exceptionally careful that year. That reactionary nature, and it was. Uh, it turns out, and it, it didn't change much from that from that point forward. Um, and it was great. It ended up being, you know, <laughs> for the better. <laughs> it ended up being. Turns out, uh, everyone's better if they've got a little water in them. Yeah, well, it used to be a sign of coaches used to say it was a sign of weakness if you got water. Like you, like getting water was right for whatever reason. I don't know why, but that was just the hard was, part was not putting too much water in your belly because eventually you're going to get hit and it's going to make you throw up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a there's definitely a line. Like there's that healthy medium. Your body knows when it needs more water, typically. Yeah. But it was uh so that was that was my experience and I'm not joking. I my head popped off the pillow this first morning. I was like, "Oh gosh, this is why didn't I do anything? I didn't do anything. This is going to be bad." And it was. It was pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> but congratulations um uh by the end of uh football season, you'll probably be in the best shape of your entire life until basketball comes and then you realize you're not in shape at all. Until 
and t- it's a different kind of in shape. There's two different kinds of in shape. There's in shape and then there's being in football shape or there's being in shape and then there's being in basketball shape. There's it's, it's weirdly and people who've played this in high school or played to this day will tell you like there are two different kinds of in shape because you can feel like you're in pretty decent shape until you have to run up and down a court for 40 minutes. I I would say though probably after the first like month of football Mm-hmm. So two weeks of of the uh, the the two a days or whatever you want to call them. Yeah, the conditioning practices, and then two weeks into the regular season, that was probably peak for me. Yeah, the first couple weeks were always the hard ones because like their whole point is trying to get you in shape. Yeah, they're like practices are slow. You don't have a game. You're doing a bunch of walkthroughs. So the only way to keep people engaged is kind of to make them run a little bit. Yep, and keep them going because otherwise everybody's standing around as they try and explain to you the eye formation. Yeah, we got it. You mean the same offense we've been running for the last 20 years, Coach? Okay, we got it. <laughs> uh, so good luck to everyone. It's really exciting. I'm, I'm just, I am not ready for it quite yet, but I will be when that when those first games come, and it's going to be just another. Just a couple weeks away, Corey. It's going to be a fun, fun fall sports season again. We have this week. We have all of next week. And two weeks from today, we'll be talking about how the first athletic games of the season there will in be, that week. There will be tennis next week. There will be cross country by the end of next week. Mm-hmm. It's happening. It's here. It's <laughs> good luck, everyone. Good luck, everyone. Is that a is that like a, a actual like hey good luck or is that like a, that like an implicit uh, kind it's, of warning? It's a both. It's a both. It's a both. It's a both. Get ready because it's happening. It's it's here. Mm-hmm. What else? We got a lot of a, a uh, lot of other stuff, I think, right? Yeah, quickly we'll touch on a local amateur baseball update region 14C tournament action over the weekend. Purim was playing Deer Creek in Deer Creek on Friday night. Purim ended up winning five to two. The Purim Pirates advanced to play the Bluffton Braves in Purim on Saturday, where Bluffton won four nothing. The Bluffton Braves played the New York Mills Millers. Both teams already earned a trip to the state tournament. They're just playing for bragging rights and seeding and all that good stuff. And it was the Bluffton Braves who came out and won 6-2. to two. They are your 14C champions. I originally thought it was a double elimination when you got to that championship game. I must have been incorrect because they only have one score on here. For that, yeah, so, I think I think once I think it is champ- a double elimination, but I think everyone just decides to make it one game because you might as well, like yeah. why put that extra stress on your pitchers? They're all gonna have to pitch next. All week. that really happens is is uh, do you get the first weekend weekend of the tournament off? Yeah, that's really the uh, the difference. Faribault, Dundas, Meesville. Yeah, that sounds for about the right. Class C tournament. Yep. Those are beautiful fields. So they always are. Town Ball State Tournament is. I've never been there, but I just the stories I hear are awesome. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> they do a really good job. So congratulations, New York Mills and Bluffton are going to the amateur state baseball tournament. All right. Uh, so that's some good baseball over the weekend. You want to know some bad baseball? Your Minnesota Twins. Yeah, what's happened? Uh, they have. I think I want to find the right stat, but they have not played well basically from middle of June onward. Yeah, I saw they're like a seventy-two win team from. I think if you whatever would, arbitrary point in the season you want to go to, they've been not good. Yeah, it has not been like a seventy-two win team since the middle of June, which is would be almost would be a ninety-loss team pretty much. Oh yeah, so sure would be. That's not good, and 
by the way, the Twins' new closer, uh, Jorge Lopez, who I liked. I thought it was a good move, and he still will be a good move. He's had a rough Twins start. He's blown, he's, uh, one for three on save opportunities, I believe. Yeah. To this point, or two for four. Something like that. Either way, blown two saves. Uh, Nick Gordon on Saturday night, I was about ready to throw my phone at the TV when there's two runners on in the bottom of the ninth and you're up by two runs and you decide to dive for a ball. Like, oh yeah, I saw that highlight. What are you thinking? Yeah. This, so let me put it to you this way. The Twins should have ran away with this division in June. And they, it's the, it's that SpongeBob meme where the guy's sitting there and he's like, all right, let him have it. And it, the guy goes, you can have it. And that's essentially what the twins have done to the guardians who, by the way, the twins are now tied for the White Sox for third in the division. Yep. So the sky is falling. They're still tied for second. Tied for second is another way to look at it, but you're the, right. The twins, I think out of all the teams in baseball, they're like third on the high, on the list of days most in first place. So right. it's been, they've had every opportunity to just run away and hide with this division like the White Sox did last year, and they just have not done that yet. There's still a lot of time. And by the way, that third wild card spot all of a sudden is super attainable. So that's also mm-hmm. open. There's a path to the playoffs for this team. This team is playing a lot of games against bad baseball teams. The Royals are coming into town for three, then Texas for four. You got a game again. You got a series in the middle against Houston, but then it's the Giants, the Red Sox, and then September is really going to make or break the season. There's a pathway for this Twins team, but they're just not. They're just not getting it done, and it's pretty depressing. But we'll talk about it more throughout the week. I, I, we've been talking about it all year. This team has had some major red flags. These red flags are waving in the wind right now. Mm-hmm. This is they're no longer red flag warnings. That's like a this is actually happening. The storm's here. The pitching is not great, especially in the back end, which we worried about. The starters is not they're not deep at the starter position. Once you get to Dylan Bundy and Chris Archer, you're it's pretty ugly. Yeah, and this offense is sketchy. It's as it has been all year long. They're they're. Runners in scoring position is not good. Their batting average on base percentage, all that is mm-hmm. it's very and it's, no point. And it's been this way all season, mm-hmm. despite the fact that they were winning games. Yep. So those were one of those like we're getting caught up in the in the results rather than looking at what's actually happening. And what was actually happening is more similar to this than winning a bunch of games. So the Vikings played their first preseason game, Corey, and I think we'll talk more about this throughout the week, but I, I think if you watch that game and you were excited for Vikings football to come back, awesome. That's great. That's awesome. But, I mean, there's not really much you can take from the first preseason game. New head coach Kevin O'Connell. The only thing you learn pretty much is that he likes to rest the starters in the preseason. And we pretty much already knew that. Most of the Vikings stars didn't play. No Thielen, no Jefferson. Kirk Cousins had COVID, but it doesn't really matter. They weren't going to play him anyways. Uh, so that's really what the Vikings first preseason game was. We can talk about the backup quarterback competition, which is ugly and all that stuff coming up later this week. But if you, I guess the biggest thing is Vikings football is back and preseason's back and it's good to see the purple on TV once again. This has been the morning sports desk for Monday, August 15th. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffel Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. 
You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on, and you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com. What could be germier than a bathroom doorknob? Try unclean countertops, TV remotes, fridge handles, gaming controls, and all kinds of things around the house. Help your family stay happy, healthy, and uninterrupted by illness this year with Clorox disinfecting wipes, Clorox bleach, and Clorox disinfecting mist. They kill 99.9% of cold and flu viruses on hard, non-porous surfaces when used as directed. So get germs out of the way and get on with your day with Clorox. You're unstoppable when you start clean. 